Hello, listeners, and welcome to the newest episode of the OdaFest podcast. I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Nancy and Angelo <gasps> and Dio. Wow! Oh my oh god! No, we got wow. the big cast for you today. Wow. Because it's what? May. May it's, is it's big gonna cast. It's going to be May. It's already May. <laughs> Dio high five. May the 4th be with you. Let's go. Yesterday. Let's go. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, just a quick reminder that we have a few things for you. First of all, classic Japanese taiko performance returns to OdaFest 2021. Yama no Oto is a small ensemble of taiko performers who love drumming and playing music together. They play a variety of modern and traditional taiko pieces for a well-rounded audience experience, incorporating traditional taiko drum sounds with other time-honored instruments. Visit calgarytaiko.com to visit their 2021 video performance library. Also, if you're wondering what the stream schedule is looking like for OdaFest 2021, wonder some more because we <laughs> had an unforeseen issue and our schedule will be released a little later than expected. Our apologies for any inconveniences caused and we thank you for your continued patience as we sort it out. But of course, we're trying to get it out to you as soon as we can. If you want a pro tip, be there for the whole stream. So you don't miss anything. True. My God. Wow. Big brain strats. That's big brain. Wow. Worth it though. I was I was hoping that Google Glass would eventually take off so that I could have <laughs> like one Twitch stream going in the other eye, in one eye, and then I could just have an upside down Google Glass for the other eye. And then I could have like <laughs> two Twitch streams going on and I could My still work God. doing the other stuff. Damn. Yeah. That's uh. You know that's what multiple monitors is, right? Right? It's for. Yeah. Don't you have yeah, like two or three monitors? That's the thing. The other monitors are for other VTubers that I'm following, man. Oh. At what point true, do you true, just true. confuse reality with just like a continuous stream of uh, yeah, Twitch content? Uh, <laughs> ooh, that's a tough one. You just uh, escape our reality and become... I think the real question... Is at what point do I not realize that reality isn't Twitch content? Also true. Yeah, I mean, all the grocery store. You could stream hallucinating the VTuber in your head, and you think it's in your Google Glass. God, (laughs) I don't have a Google Glass. Fifteen hundred dollars for like those things? Jesus. Do they even still make those? Yeah, I was just about to say, are they still in production? No, no. They were canceled canceled for uh, lack of adoption. Like I heard about it recently that they're not they're still in production, but they're only for like enterprise or companies kind of usage. They don't really Hmm. care about the home usage market. What they realized is that no matter what, consumers would not abide them. Because for what it's worth, there's still a Google Glass web page. Yes. Oh. Uh, so I did not realize. Yeah. I literally what just put the thing in the thing. What Google never realized was that people really didn't like those little Bluetooth headsets that you just stick on your ear and they look like a, uh, a silver little tracking tag. Right. And uh, they didn't realize that when people put on 
glasses that look like you have a Dragon Ball Z scouter, except nerdier. Uh, <laughs> and it doesn't even tell me about power levels. Exactly. Like, complete and utter failure. Exactly. I feel like if it actually was sized and shaped to be like a Dragon Ball Z scouter, people could have jived with them better. Oh, for but, sure. You but it was just basically like the nerd like market first and foremost. A, a, a super made. slim line. It, it was the Harry Potter glasses of Dragon Ball Z scouters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't look great. Like, even, like, they went through a couple of iterations, but, like, the first one that they had when they first announced Google Glass was very, like, not side-eye. Not yeah, cute. it was not cute. It was not cute. Just, just a little, uh, they, and the, then, the, like, the, the next model, one was yeah mildly better. The model I'm looking at right now, I, post, I posted a link in our Discord. They kind of look like there's a hipster glass version. But like, unfortunately, the hipster fine, glass fad is sort of already over. It's not that cute. Like, it's just not that cute. No. no. Like, they just And I mean, I get it. I, I get I wanna, it. They wanted I functional. I want it to be functional, but if it's going to cost me a lot of money, I got to look cute or I don't want it. That's a fair want. Because as humans, we value vanity. We do. 2021, I'm pretty sure they could have figured out the fashion side. But they didn't, so they fail. Yeah. Well, it's if they've gone enterprise only, they probably don't care then. Because enterprise things, as we all know, don't have to look nice. They just have to work on an enterprise level. Not, not going to lie. There are multiple situations where I would love to have one of these at work. Just so I could have like a fucking notepad in my eye so that... When I'm carrying three other different tools, I don't have to be carrying a notepad or a laptop with me. Mm, fair. I mean, yeah, I would say that there's like an there's a lot of usage that could be uh, utilized. Um, there's tons of functional reasons to want one, yes. like really, really good work and efficiency related things. But then you look Just... like a dork. Well, that's why it wasn't popular among regular consumers. I work at a data center. I'm already a dork. (laughs) So therefore, the enterprise... You know what what you should do is you just got to talk to your operations manager or whoever handles um, your... your, uh, Actually, uh, I just realized we're never going to be using Google Glass in in the data center. Uh... They privacy and recording reasons? Uh exactly, camera reasons. Ha! Camera reasons. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Well, I think we've talked about Google Glass enough. <laughs> yeah, that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> it sure did. You know what else came out of nowhere or at least on my radar even though I'm sure it's been growing and I just as usual don't really pay attention to anything? Pokémon card value. Yeah, I You want to talk about stonks? I These are don't stonks. understand the <laughs> recent uh, craziness going around Pokemon cards and even like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, so like for anyone who hasn't been super paying attention, uh, I only lo- like found out about it sort of like a few months ago to be honest, but I still didn't really look at it. Um, was like Pokemon cards, especially like just sort of like Magic the Gathering and all that stuff. Like a lot of the original cards, especially anything that was marked like first edition and was holographic, such as Charizard back in the day, is mm. worth like the hella bucks. Especially if you get it appraised by um, you know the 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 people who do the appraising, the grade, oh. the grading of 
the things, the collector's items. I have a diglet. It's one of the first edition diglets, though, where they weren't printing the drop shadow on the border yet. So that right. makes it rare. Sure. So I don't uh, know what the cost of that Can I trade that, that for like a be. Black Lotus? Yeah. A Black Lotus is hella expensive. It's in the thousands. I yeah, think it a is. Charizard, uh, the Charizard I yeah, was describing not earlier as cute as has sold for like 300,000. Like wow. literally Would house anyone... dollars. Wow. House bucks. Would anyone even play these in a tournament though? Like I'd be terrified of having a well, Black Lotus playing it in a tournament and then someone just picking it up and running with I it. I mean, part of it, part of it is runs. they wouldn't play with it in a tournament because to my knowledge, I'm not actually great on uh, uh, CCG type games, but in general, a lot of them are not really part of standard play. Like they're you, they're if... usually banned because they're the the effect was too good as it was, uh, or it's inferior. For example, the chart the Charizard I'm talking about, they have come out with many Charizard cards since then. So that the original better? Charizard card is yeah not actually a viable as viable of a a meta to add to your deck, I suppose. Ah, but I it's see. the OGness, you know. Exactly. Um, so like the reason why I'm even bringing this up is because. I'm always going to be nostalgic for Pokemon. I've fallen out of Pokemon for the most part. Like the desire is not so much there, but I'm still nostalgic. And it's like a cheap little um, happiness boost when I do sort of get back into some small Pokemon things. Uh, I don't have Pokemon Snap 2 yet, but I'm sure that's really fun. I've watched some people play. But at uh, McDonald's, their Happy Meal toy is Pokemon cards right now. Um, they're just like a special 25 year anniversary set of cards and they're just like the starter Pokemon. So like, you know, very, uh, highly, highly ties into the nostalgia factor because everyone has their Mm -hmm. own, you know, favorite starters and all that stuff. Uh, And I don't like McDonald's anymore. I know that's going to hurt like Dio, but (laughs) I really don't like McDonald's. (laughs) I, I am a McDonald's stan, but listen, you're allowed to be tired of it considering you lived near one for a very, well, you've lived near one for a very long time. You still live near one, don't you? Yeah, for a very long time. How much does a happy meal go for these days? I kind of loathe the food more and more. Uh, And I think it Mm -hmm. is because they do change some of the recipes for one thing, but at the same time, I just do not care about it. But I did go earlier today after work. I went to a McDonald's (laughs) that was nearby because I heard that the Pokemon stuff was out and I was just like, Cool. And some people scalp this stuff, by the way. They're like, they just yeah, go they, to McDicks and they just buy the happy. They buy up they, everything they and then they buy the it. toys. Yeah. And then like, and then they sell it. So now McDonald's actually, when I asked about it, I was like, I, I cause honestly, I, if I could have just bought the booster pack, I would, but they were like, no, you have to buy the happy meal. I'm like, fucking fine. Like, I don't, I'm not here to sell my stuff. I just wanted, uh, the cards and not the food at mm-hmm. all. Um, but I got three Happy Meals because I wanted three packs of cards to see what I could pull. I pulled mm-hmm. a shiny in each pack. It was kind of cool. Yay. Um, but then I like I was curious, and I looked up the prices. And if you appraise some of the cards in these packs, nothing I got was particularly amazing. Don't really care either way. But some of them are already in the hundreds. What? Holy like the hollow, the hollow charm uh the harlow charmander from this set because these are all like unique art they're not they're not Whoa. From the same. um but i will post another quick link to the discord sorry viewers for not being able to see everything but um the pikachu hollow 
uh, at that's if it was wow. rated PSA ten, is almost three hundred three hundred dollars. Oh, uh, the, the, but that is an exception. These are super cute. Yeah, the the the, the oh sauble my goodness, the sauble is, is adorable, almost, but it is, is almost yeah 400. almost. Yeah, it's three hundred and sixty-two dollars. Holy! Yeah. And I'm just what like, is the difference between like a grade nine and a PSA ten? I don't know. I don't know. I'm. Plan- I don't know enough I'm, about this. I'm planning. I will. I will consult the experts at Google. Uh, exactly. <laughs> what does this mean? At- How to grade Pokemon oh, cards for PSA? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But like, they're cool cards, and honestly, like. I had fun opening the uh, the decks. I really and Dio, you might really like this as well, just in case. Mm-hmm. But they also like it's not just the card pack you get. You actually get this little um, pa- cardboard packet of um, stuff that's Pokemon stuff. And uh, so the Happy Meal box is a Pikachu. Okay. A uh, Pikachu face, and then in the packet, the the toy packet thing that has the cards, but that also comes with Pokemon stickers. So I'm sending out some Pokemon stickers. To my, to my peeps in the mailing lists, if you know what I mean. Damn. So Damn. it's multifaceted for me. I'm, I'm so down. I had to pick up a couple extra shifts at work uh, this right. week, and uh, part of the agreement was we set up some like some skip the dishes accounts for each site. Right. Mm. And normally it's like oh every Friday you get a free lunch up to twenty five dollars, nice. but they added a rule. That if you're covering for someone else because of COVID, uh, you get a free lunch that day too. Ooh. How many Happy Meals can I get for about twenty bucks? Uh, about four. Oh nice. my! Not I paid. Bad, I paid about bad. fifteen bucks for for my three, and I was just like, whatever, right? Like fifteen. I was like. As much as I did not care, I was like, I bought the food. It's gonna be my crappy like lunch dinner. I'm not do happy about Do they deliver the, the toys or do you have to buy the Happy Meal in store? So we do have anecdotal evidence here. Uh-huh. First of all, uh, if I one order of our Happy friends Meal out in BC last night, I told her about um, the Pikachu or the Pokemon stuff being available and she was going to order off McDonald's anyways. And I told her it was being available, like order a Happy Meal. She did not get a Pokemon toy, but that could be because they were out. They li- they live in Vancouver, higher density, could be higher mm-hmm. um, stupidity out there with the uh, scalping nerd economy. But uh, all I can tell scalping you is, is such that a jerk thing to do. Yeah, it, all I can tell you is that I got my Pokemon cards. I can't guarantee if you're gonna get yours through the ordering of the online, but you know. Your results may vary. And at the same time, don't scallop it. But if you do get some cards, let me know because I want to trade you because I want to get... I didn't get the card I really wanted. So, Aww. All right. I have uh, learned some things speaking now that we're wrapping up this conversation about the cards. I have right. done. I have consulted the experts at a, 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 a go- Goggle. Googly? Uh, the, oh, the, yes. The, the, Google? the Goggle Oracle. Yeah, I, uh, I, I asked them. And so uh, the difference, the key difference between a nine. So PSA is like an uh, official like card hobbyist type. Like, yeah, you pay for these uh, 
for the yeah. appraisals. Yeah. They're not yeah. just like yeah, yeah. It's a it's a specific like appraisal for system. specific like for card games specifically. Not necessarily Pokemon exclusive, but just like trading cards um, and other like paper media. So like autograph things, like when you get oh. like autographs and stuff like that. Um, oh. And like you're preserving an autograph, you're preserving a car, a trading card, like those yeah, yeah, kinds yeah. of things. So I had no idea. I learned. I yeah, I didn't know either. So um, a nine is basically a card um, that is basically fresh from the package. It hasn't been played. Like no one's played it in a tournament. It hasn't been handled. So like you know, no one's really touched it. Oh it no! Went, I've made went, all my <gasps> cards and eight. It went, <laughs> Yep, it went straight <laughs> from the pack into um it went straight from the pack into, into like some, a, some kind of into container. like some sort of like specific holder um Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't vacuum Leave seal it. my fucking cards <laughs> right? the moment Leave I Leave it. Them. But 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 you know, it might have like minor um imperfections. Manufacturing imperfections like yeah. on the holographic pattern or like maybe like there's a slight blemish on like the printer ink versus like a 10 is one where it's flawless the font is perfect the color printing is perfect the edges are crisp it's it went straight from the package into like a holder um it's it's perfect and the idea is that it's really hard to have a 10 Right. Because even just the act of removing I imagine, it from the package is yeah. like hoping that it like came out manufactured. Right. Perfect. And I imagine that like it would be someone who's like, you know, you you always see like the diamond jewelers with like the little um telescopic Loops. Uh, yeah, eye it's thingy like and they're that. like looking at it. And people probably think about the front a lot, like the art and the text on the front. But I feel like the back probably needs to be perfect too, and people probably don't think about that on the normals. Yeah, I would. You're probably right. Right. I would almost want a card with severe manufacturing defects. Like, give me a card. Well, that would make where it's like the the print is shifted half an inch over on it, and so you just have like a white or a black strip on the one side of it. Because then you will be like the only person with such a craptastic card that it'll be worth. Amazing money, billions and billions. Well, well there, I mean, there are like defective prints that are worth yeah. tons of money. Uh, exactly. Coins and and stamps are one, but I like want to actually pull this back to Odafests because we've Ooh. had this happen. The bootleg the pins, the trading pins. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There are for anyone who's done. We, we've talked about a little bit on the podcast way back, but basically when pins were in their major trading heyday. Not that there aren't, but like obviously we haven't gotten together and made more pins about st- uh, for trading. But we've had certain pin sets or certain pins in general that had manufacturing errors. And honestly, people created a market. An economy for that. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Because there's, there's, it's because it's scarce, right? It's something that mm-hmm. wasn't made intentionally. And so as a result, there's a limited amount of them. And oh, if I remember right, if I remember right, one of my Seth pins is one of the ones where her eyes didn't have like a little glare in it. So she lo- just looks dead inside. And that's no. one of the manufacturing defect ones. Oh, no, no, no. That was the staff pin. Yeah, there was one. That one that, that I one, remember that, it, that was to re- represent us. Yeah. Oh. Just kidding. Dead inside. Um, uh, the one, I remember just the big kidding. one was the uh, the pixel pins. 
Um, there were a bunch of the pixel pins that were defected where the top of their shirt was skin color. Um, oh, and those, yeah. oh, so it looked uh it looked lewd? odd. No, it didn't Got look it. lewd. Like it wasn't like like the, the the bottom of the shirt, like where the chest would be, was the right mm-hmm. color. But like the top, where like the arms would be, like gotcha. where there were supposed to be sleeves, there were no sleeves, even though there were lines. So um, that was uh, very like interesting. Like people really right, wanted right, right. those, and I remember I had one, and I traded people for them. But yeah, mm-hmm. people like collectors are very meticulous and specific, and they have yep. their systems for how they evaluate collectors' items, and it's very cool. And but it's the also like around them. yeah, there's like a there's a very much like yeah. an economy around it, which is like it's very cool and interesting, and yet such a strange sort of like microcosm of a niche community the truth is the only problem i have with it and i think this could be like the common man's view on it if i had to speak for like the lay people my feeling on it is like when it comes to something like pokemon cards uh i know that there's been a collector's market for toys since toys were created i'm not you know trying to take that away from you but it's like when scalpers are going into McDonald's yeah. Yeah. and just buying up all the Pokemon toys that are just it's meant for kids. It's just meant for kids' enjoyment, right? Right. Like, like, that's the thing. It's different when you have, like, there, there are, for example, baseball cards that are specifically printed to be collector's items. There yeah. are, you know... Coins stamps and, and coins. stamps yeah. that are specifically printed to be collector's items. And right. I think there's no problem in collecting those and having like an economy around that. And like there's also nothing wrong with being like, I'm going to go buy the everyday layman stamp or the layman card because I like it and I'm going to preserve it because having it as part of my collection is important to me. Right. That's, what do you that's mean? fine. But what's frustrating is when it's like, you, you take it away. You are you are taking it from other people, and you're you're the only reason you're doing it. It's not for your own collection, right? You're not. It, it's different if you're an adult and you go to McDonald's and you buy a bunch of Happy Meals because you're yeah. trying to get one of each card because you just, want yeah. the card. I but really want a Bulbasaur. That's what I really I'm want a Bulbasaur. For. I'm buying one until yeah. I'm I'm gonna keep buying Happy Meals until I get a Bulbasaur. Fine, you know anybody can do that. That that is not unreasonable. But when you're buying hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of happy meals not because you want a specific card but because you want to like you know that people do want that card and you're creating artificial scarcity to mm-hmm, upsell mm-hmm. to them like it's just it's just bad manners like it's just it's, not good again, human behavior it's, it's the, really shit the the key the key audience here is it's children Right? It's just children, it's little man. kids. It's a it's a children's and like and tired parents who just Wait want to appease their kids. You mean that you mean that the target audience for a crappy tiny little burger and some shoestring fries in the little yeah. paper packet are kids? Yeah, I can't Wild. believe yeah. it. Right? Honestly, like, I would like, I would rather I just... throw the food away, but I don't like wasting food either. So you gotta so. eat it. Yeah. I ate it. Like, I, I honestly it. hated it. Like it was. I was just sitting here. And I was like, "This is the some of the blandest stuff I've had in a long time." <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. Happy yeah, like, Meals are the worst. They're not yeah. great. They're not my thing at all. They're like, they're like are if, cursed. This is and they this don't is how, know this how is McDonald's. This is McDonald's like uh, uh, thinking bland, behind it. If you, if you food. think the food is as an adult for adults is bland, 
Do you it's, think they give a shit about kids' taste buds? For kids' food, <laughs> kids' food is very, very bland. But in, in fairness, kids also do taste sort of strongly. Differently. They, they, yeah. they, they taste things very differently, and they have, like, they're, they tend to be, as a result, very picky eaters. Exactly. Like, so, like, I'm so not, I'm, I, like, make, don't get me you wrong. You make stuff I know, bland for them yeah. so that, you know, you can appease them. I'm just like, I know that McDonald's has done their market research and all this stuff. I'm just saying I don't have to like it. And exactly. I think if, I, if I'm if i going to, I don't know if I'll buy any more, to be honest. I'm actually just hoping that some friends will buy one and maybe they'll trade me a Bulbasaur. Exactly. Because, like, I honestly don't want to buy any more food. Uh, I, I would maybe go back to the McDonald's and ask if I bought Happy Meals, could they just redistribute the food for me? Because yeah, I really like, I just don't want to eat it. I just don't I, want this, but I don't God, want it to I go really to waste don't. either. It's true. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I'm not trying to sound like some like altruistic person. I'm literally saying I hate the food that much. <laughs> yeah, and that's valid as heck. Yeah. Like, could we go yeah. find someone who's like panhandling or or on this on the street corner asking for change? Could we just find someone and just give it to them? <laughs> I mean, we I could, mean, but I feel like, that, but at the same time, I feel like that's I feel also like... a certain kind of torture. Yeah, like, I guess abuse. if you look at it that way. Yeah, if you like... give a homeless person a happy meal and there's no fucking toy in there, I think they have the right to stab you. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I think they Okay, be that's very also happy. a fair point. Yeah. I feel like uh, they wouldn't be very happy, and I think understandably so. Yeah. Slightly moving on here, uh, I just want to touch on a really quick thing because I was just talking about sort of nostalgic stuff for me. Um, I'm trying to get back into a hobby, so I bought something. Oh, okay. Um, but what was it? What did you buy? I bought a um, a a pen display. A pen like, display. Like draw. Like like, you know, like <gasps> oh. uh, like Cintiqs or like oh Wacom. a tablet. Oh. Like, I, like okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. Has, like, the I follow. On it. Are you trying gotcha. to get into Osu or are you trying to get into drawing? <laughs> I've never played Osu, so no, you are wrong. Also, it's just me. I'm I actually Osu don't player. know. I don't know. So the monitor I bought specifically has around a uh, response rate of about under ten milliseconds, but a lot of them are like twenty five plus, and I don't know yeah. if that would be Ooh. good for game. Yeah, probably not. Typically for Osu, you don't get a display tablet you like you get a non-display tablet so you have right. to response and honestly it would be just like playing friggin love live but on a giant uh <laughs> a giant so no i'm not screen. gonna do that oh boy you say but, that like uh, that's a bad thing but i'm I, I got it just because i want like i used to draw a lot i still sketch or doodle every now and then but it's like nothing uh worthy of being called like art art it's just but it's the creative side of me and then yeah i but i'm trying to get into blender as well oh because i think that blender. well like I don't know. I thought it was cool. There's some things I would try, want to try and work on. If I don't get into it, get into it. It's fine. But I bought a nice tablet um, with the help of some uh, artist friends and their recommendations. And then I was like, you know, gonna like uh, working on some Blender stuff. I think this could be cool. Gonna get into some paint programs and yeah. hopefully, honestly, I've had like drawing ideas in my head for literally a decade. That I've just never gotten out, and I'm just like, maybe now if you're I can gonna just do make it. this. I can. You just still get it out remember them? You can, you, wow. yeah. you can be free from it. It is haunting you, and you can, if you just get a it out, bit. if you if you empty the brain rot, your brain yeah. can finally heal. And for the right, like like the concept in my head, I can see it, and I hope I can get it out onto you know like quote unquote canvas. But like the thing is, I'm not saying it's gonna be amazing. No, no one's gonna be like, oh, this is the next Mona Lisa or whatever. But for me. 
I've literally had this like these ideas in my head for so long that I would really love to just get them out just to say like I've I've done it, I've worked on it. And also like dig- digital media being digital media, I can always work on it more until I feel like it's done done, which is sort of fulfilling, right? Yeah. Now, having well, that said, the first few times you use your tablet, you're going to be very angry because you're going to be like, what the fuck? I suck. Is it me? Is it the tool? What's going on? Oh, that's no, right. I have, I've driven. So driven. I've drawn with non-display tablets before. It's so I, a different skill set. Oh, I, it is I, I, very I, different. Yeah. Like non-display um, tablets versus display tablets versus pen and paper. You need to build up a different feeling of muscle memory for them. Um, well, I don't doubt it. It's true. But it's but, a, it's a step. Yeah. The, you have the tool. Now all you need is to do the thing. The tool for the thing. I Perform the needful and revert. That's true. But yeah, that's just my, my, my little side hobbies for the week. Well, for the week. Pokemon cards and getting back into the draws. I am the draw man. That's really cool because I am also trying to do more artsy stuff myself. And I was thinking, so, okay, I have Clip Studio Paint. I have a tablet. I've kind of been like, ooh, I kind of want to upgrade my tablet. But I don't want to do it when I like, I don't use my tablet enough to justify upgrading it. Like, there's nothing seriously wrong with it to justify upgrading if I'm not using it consistently. Right. But I mm-hmm. also have the frustration of like I am overcoming the learning curve. I'm overcoming two two learning curves at once. One is like learning to translate the art ideas that I want to make into right. something physical, which is like it's hard to take it from your brain and express it with your hands. That's yep. hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm totally. also doing at the same time the learning curve of adjusting to drawing with a tablet, which is right. Drawing with a tablet and also learning like the software that you're using because there's many different softwares, many different some paid, some free, and, yeah, 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 and they yeah, all have exactly. different things. So I'm yeah. working on these mm-hmm. three learning curves and I feel like all three of these learning, the com- combination of all three of these learning curves has really been like preventing me from stopping, like from starting right. rather, right? It's like, well, I have to learn how to draw. But I also have to learn how to deal with the software. And I also have to learn how to, like, manipulate a tablet. And this is just mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. to learn. It's too overwhelming. I'm just not going to start. And I'm like, you know what? How about we just remove two of the factors and just start? And once we've What's overcome one? one hurdle, mm-hmm. we can it's start true. the next hurdle. And then after that, we can start the next hurdle. So I saw a video on YouTube of an uh, someone who was like, I really want to learn how to draw. I'm going to just draw for 30 days. I'm going to do one of those 30-day challenges. And I'm just going to practice and what they did where they were like i'm just going to do studies and draw all kinds of different things and just draw something every single day for 30 days and reflect Mm -hmm. each at the end of each week you know what did i learn or what did i improve on or where was i struggling and then at the end of the 30 days be able to look at where they are versus where they were and see what they've learned and i'm like i bet if i did that one it would have me doing something because they were like yeah i just draw draw drew something for like 30 minutes a day um, and I was like, yeah, I, I could do that. Like you start with your one minute warm up, and then your five minute warm up, and then your, you know, your 10 minute gesture and then, you know, your, your, uh, uh, your 15 minute gesture and then you're done, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I could do that like once a day, every day. 
and then be able to reflect at the end of 30 days and see what I've learned and see how I've grown. And that will probably get me over the hurdle of I'm not confident in my drawing skill, so I don't draw to enough of a point that then I'll be able to tackle the I'm not confident enough with my chosen software. Right. Now I can tackle the chosen software issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So there's a I, I've been experiencing something similar. Um, two years ago, I bought a tablet and I've kind of just barely used it. Like I use it, but I don't often remember to because I have so many other things to fill my time with right. during the day. Um, but one of the things that I found really, really useful was going through art fundamentals just on the tablet. So there's, right. it's really, really, really mm. fundamental stuff. Like, Drawing this is how lines. we do perspectives. This is how we do lines. This is how mm-hmm. we do curves. This is how we do studies. This is how we do, this is how we analyze values. This is how we analyze right. color mm-hmm. and light and blah, 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 blah. But like, I needed something really structured to force me to do it. Because otherwise, I'm never going to get any right. of these yeah, characters out because of my head you, or yeah, because scenes if you jump into the middle too much, which I'm it's overwhelming. Like I said, I I I said like I sort of Way have these pieces of of uh like illustrations that I want to do in my head, but I am I know that they're far still far ahead of me. There, but I need to at least take the step now to mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. uh first i'm gonna get the equipment i'm gonna work on the equipment i have a i downloaded a bunch of uh, uh paint programs illustration programs i already have blender and these are the things i'm gonna slowly work on through like all the fundamental i, I highly recommend if you're gonna do any like painterly uh, coloring yeah. um krita is really good and agree i have i have krita i have uh gimp i have sketchbook Gimp have, is trash. Uh, <laughs> Gimp rather, is the is the poor man's Photoshop. Gimp but. isn't for drawing. Gimp is for photo it's manipulation. Not. It's a, it's it a different sort of workflow. I also have one other thing that I just got. I can't remember what it's called though. It's uh, uh it's actually a Microsoft product, and it's kind of Microsoft product. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'm trying to. Oh, uh, Mental Canvas. Oh, oh, I've never heard of that. Neat. It's part of like Windows's entry into creative uh, uh like or I, yeah creative creation i guess the creative space interesting yes. in discord um but yeah like krita is when when i was still using a pen tablet uh krita was one of the best pressure sensitive right. um you know painting programs cuz i i really enjoy that more painterly style of coloring rather than like a more computer generated like smooth gradients type yes. type style so mm-hmm. uh krita was great and and i was really really happy that somebody made a program this complex for free uh, i actually threw some money at them because i just loved it so much yeah the critic kickstarters have been exceptionally uh successful right and like they even though it takes a while they deliver on what they try to do like, when I first started using Krita four or five years ago, they mm. didn't have any kind of animation tools at all. Uh, but one of the, in their first Kickstarter, one of the community decisions was, yes, please have some kind of animation support. Something. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm straight up going to come out there and say it's not perfect. It's far from perfect. Sure. Uh, I would only say, in fact, that it's it's better than Photoshop, at least. <laughs> mm. uh, but 
the fact that it's there, that it does work. You can even import audio and export as a movie file if you want. It's so cool. That is pretty cool for, generally speaking, a painting program. That's really but, uh, rare to be able to include any sort of file type that's not uh, visual. But you, based. if you intend to use the animation features, you have to look up the tutorials on them because they are not intuitive yeah. at all. The mm-hmm. rest of the system, like when it comes to Krita, layers work exactly how you would expect them to. Most of the tools work exactly how you would expect them to. Right. Uh, it has on the brushes like stabilization options. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has everything that you would want. But the other things are sometimes the defaults that Krita gives you aren't good. <laughs> like if I just if I downloaded Krita and someone told me to use it, I would right. punch them in the mouth. <laughs> you know, I feel like a lot of software is like that in a in a weird way. Like, right. yeah, I feel like. I was kind of impressed. So I've been trying to use CSP because I used to use Photoshop and I, I'm going to admit fully learning Adobe products is not fun. And then it's frustrating because you switch off an Adobe product and you're like, God, I have no clue what to do now because I've conditioned my brain to use an Adobe product. I don't they understand. Know that. They know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they know. That's part of the way ecosystem. that they work. But I was I was impressed um, at two things. One, that CSPs, like, once you get into the actual paint application, getting into the paint application is a little bit rough. But once you get into it, it's pretty straightforward. And if you like Adobe style stuff, or that's what you're used to, it's very easy to configure everything to look and work like something you're similarly to it so i was like okay you know i really appreciate that because like i am having a a a brain empty moment and like this i don't know what i'm looking at like i only know one thing because that one thing has pavlov dogged me for so long i don't Mm -hmm. know what to do but i feel like a lot of software like even just outside of art software is like like that where it's very like i i always want to get people into playing funny how we were talking about osu earlier i always want to try and get people to play os more because i really <laughs> like the game but the thing is like if you launch the game and you try and play with the default settings it is literally unplayable garbage like it is the worst gaming that's experience pretty, pretty you could ever have like whenever i get new people to play the game i'm like okay just wait we're gonna spend like 10 minutes together and we're gonna set up your settings and then i'm gonna give you like a couple of map packs for beginners and now you can just go have fun Mm -hmm. and you will have a much better time than if you play the tutorial with the garbage default skin and the default sensitivity and the default hit sounds (laughs) like it it sounds bad it looks bad it feels bad (laughs) i am experiencing an uncomfortable memory trigger of what it was like to get started in final fantasy 11 because that's oh, no. what it was. I had friends who played it for forever. They wanted me to join them, so they got me to download the client. Final Fantasy install 11 it, or Final Fantasy And then 14. they wanted me to install XYZ mods Probably because 11. otherwise the game was literally unplayable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've heard a lot of things like that. I mean, and, and you know, continuing on this sort of line, like speaking of unplayable MMO garbage. How about that uh, Genshin Impact, though? Yes. Oh my new <laughs> my new spreadsheet simulator addiction. 
Oh my oh, god. <laughs> I never thought another gotcha game would catch me the way Puzzle and Dragons did. I'm sure everyone any anyone who's been to Odafest can remember oh that time when Puzzle and Dragons consumed Dark us all. Times. And I thought I was free. I was like, you know, I've I've I, I'm very much like a, the kind of person where I play a game like of a certain genre, like hardcore for a couple of years and after that I'm burnt out. Like I can't play another game of that genre ever again. But no, Genshin, Genshin, Genshin found a Genshin found a way, and uh, uh, it's cute as heck. I How am, do you say no to it? I am hooked on it in a way that I didn't expect because a lot of people were really into it because they're like, I love the story, I love the characters, like I love playing. Like it feels like I'm playing like Breath of the Wild, but it's an MMO, and I'm like, I don't play an MMO. Like I don't care. I am the story is meh. Like nah, I don't care. You, yeah, yeah, feel yeah. Like I wish it was more MMO. Actually, I feel like I'm being spoon fed like baby story, like baby anime story. Like I don't care. Uh, the character designs awesome. Want to cosplay them all, but like that's not gonna motivate me to play the game. That's gonna motivate me to like sew a costume and maybe mm-hmm. play like ten minutes of the game to justify my costume. Uh, what got me addicted um, was the min maxing and the just the spreadsheet simulator that this game is at, at the at the high level. Uh it is farming and grinding and min maxing your DPS and your your like frame perfect executions oh, of your God. animation cancels. And I'm just like, this is so stupid. Like this should not be giving me so much serotonin, but it is <laughs> it makes me very happy. Um it's a very fun game. Uh, the best part is like, I mean, I have a community of people who like are very competitive. You have, you're in a guild, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're have, in a full on guild. Guild for Genshin Impact. <laughs> God, you know how you're like you're deep in it when you have like a social network. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have a social like, and it's it's a pretty like decently sized like we got a good we got a good like. 17 people <laughs> in this oh, server god then <laughs> we play genshin and we ping each other and there's roles and we set up and like we have like set comps and rotations and things that we do to like you know we gotta help blah 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 person get done their dailies or this person needs to do these dungeons today and we're gonna all do it that is that is so much the mmo experience right i, I can't do mmos man I really uh, it's can't. so much and gotcha on top of that is so I, like i've said this before but it's so bad but like it's so Nan- new like, to Nan- me. like i'd like to think that like nancy's experience from what i know of it is like the more like relevant relatable experience and like you are dio is just like you i've know, gone down a hole and i'm not coming back i'm not coming back from this hole like i'm yeah. gone i have yeah i have different things that i enjoy and complain about genshin for sure like I appreciate the world building. There's a lot of it. Right. I can certainly appreciate the satisfaction you get when you run the gacha pulls. So it's just like, hmm, what am I going to get? Am I going to get anything? Nope. All right, fine. Or maybe I get lucky and I get a five star for no particular reason. Um, And there are different things that I have to complain about. Like, 
I think that they barely threw in the ability for co-op. There's so many things missing in in co-opableness in this game. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to be able to craft something without kicking Sean out of my party every time. Yeah. Or go That's collect my stupid thing. rewards without having to kick him out and let him back in each time. Like it's just The good news so is that's slog. coming in 1.6. <laughs> After apparently all of us complaining, apparently. we're finally getting stuff like that in 1.6, so the co-op experience can be better. Because I agree yeah. with those things. Please, I agree with those things so much. Like the co-op experience in this game is very like fun. if you could play the entire game in co-op. Oh my god, that would make it good. It would be the perfect yes. game. On top of that, if all players could do like the same story progression at the same time. Oh, that would be yes. so much fun. I want to do that. I want to be able to do co-op story. That would be so fun. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely. Um, so I will I will say I have not I've played MMOs before. But the thing is I find typical style MMOs really grindy in a non-fun way. In the in, in the sense that I feel gate kept in typical MMOs by the right. fact that I need other people. Right. In Genshin, yeah. there is nothing that I can do. There's nothing in the game that you can't do in single player mode if you want to or if you're determined to. I, but it's I like so easier. Far. I don't. I feel like I might have mentioned this before, but I think you'd really like Monster Hunter for that same reason. Probably. Yeah, and like Guild Wars Two also is an MMO, but you absolutely don't need other people if you don't want to. Yeah, like, and like that—that's the biggest thing that turned me off of things. Like I used to—I've played both Ragnarok and the 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 sequel. Oh, Ragnarok. Um, I played. Maple Story. I played RuneScape. Does RuneScape count as an MMO? I don't yes. know. Um, I tried. MMO. I tried Final Fantasy XI. Like, like I've tried. I, I, I will admit, and I'm gonna get in trouble if I say this. I had no interest in playing WoW for reasons beyond it just being an MMO and me already not being interested in MMOs. So, like, I I was like, I don't like these games. I don't have fun because I'm progressing, I'm progressing. And unless I pick, like, the boring class that I don't want to play that everyone needs in their party but no one wants to play, right. I'm going to be gatekept waiting for other people to come right. play with me so I can do the things that I need to progress the game. And then I'm frustrated mm-hmm. because I'm sitting mm-hmm. around waiting. I enjoy in Genshin, if I really, 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 really want to go do a dungeon, I can do it by myself. I don't have mm-hmm. to. It's way, if I do it with my friends, it, and like I, I will often ping guild members, it's way easier. It's way faster. It is faster uh, is the important it, it thing. It is a much mm-hmm. more expedient experience. And also I get to have like the social experience of talking with people and, you know, the, the yeah. you know, the social yeah. experience of gaming, which is really fun for me as well. The MM part. Yeah, I get the. Mul- yeah, exactly. I get the MM part, but I don't have to. And I think that's mm-hmm. for me, like the fun part is like if I log in after work at 6 p.m. and I want to play Genshin Impact and I want to go, you know, I th- that 6 p.m. is the one hour that I have free in the day and I want to go right. play Genshin for an hour. I'm not gatekept by the fact that the other friends that I know, you know, aren't available. And similarly, mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with any of the toxicity of online matchmaking or any of that Ugh. because <laughs> I have, I can just, 
play with my friends. I don't have to let randoms in my world. I don't have to go join mm-hmm. random people's worlds if I don't want to. And mm-hmm. s- I do enjoy that part Similarly, of it, yeah. it's not actually a competitive game. There are competitive aspects, but the only competition is you and it's self-imposed. Like, there's no leaderboards. There's no official scoreboards. It's a casual mm-hmm. game. But if you want to sit down and think about how can you make the perfect superconduct comp or what do you have to do to make your Tartaglia hit the max vaporize reaction, you can do that. And if that gives your brain dopamine, you can do that. And I completely understand now (laughs) why people take MMOs so seriously and have so much fun with them and like why people like are so dedicated to World of Warcraft and so dedicated to Final Fantasy 14. I understand you all now. I never got it before this game. I get it now. For me, I just like exploring the big world and finding the weird (laughs) things that the devs put in. Yeah, that's how this is so much fun. Like uh, the first time I stumbled across that island that has the four ruin guards there, Oh, no. That was the best thing ever. Because it's terrifying, but it's fun. That is terrifying. And then uh, when I was scouring the mountain doing things, and I fought out all those pigs, and then the big pig came out. Oh, yeah, the boar king. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I love that That stuff. I don't know why he's not a weekly boss. He should be. Well, <laughs> that would be cool. I mean, you can fight him. He respawns every 21 hours. Yeah, you can hours. fight him as much as you want. Yeah, you can, he respawns every 21 hours, so you can get lots of meat that way. Um, that's a very popular uh, way to farm meat for cooking in the game. Um, the best part is, like, experiences like that you can do with your friends. Like, if you, I, I, like my favorite thing about inviting people from the guild to do, uh, like, co-op stuff is, like, we'll do the stuff we intended to do. And then we'll spend an hour just running around my world looking for chests and seeing what kind of like random events trigger like and finding all of these dumb little things. My favorite thing to do. Um, I just got a new friend into into Genshin um, and she loves it, which is like <laughs> perfect. You are uh... one of us now. Um, but my favorite thing to do when I get new players in Genshin is I take them to Heart Island and people are like, what the heck is Heart Island? And then you go there and it's like. You're gonna love it here. It's a lot of work to get here, but once you love, once you get here, you'll be really happy. And they're like, "Are you sure? Like this is painful." And usually, especially with a new player, they'll die a couple times along the way, and they're just like, "This is impossible! Mm. Like you can't do this." And then you get there, and they see the heart, and they stand in the heart with you, and they get their like luxurious chest, and they're just like, mm-hmm. "Wow, that was awesome!" And it's like that's that's the Genshin experience. It's like toiling away at something horrible like whether it's like toiling away from your 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 90 wishes to get your guaranteed five star only for it to be the thing that you didn't want out of the gotcha or you know oh yeah walking into an island and finding a boss that just is gonna absolutely wallop you and send all of your entire party to the shadow realm it's all of those moments and then like contrasted with like just the sweetest things like when your favorite character has a cute cutscene or like a fun little story moment where you get to interact with them or when you figure out like that you can hit the dandelions with an animo particle and get dandelion seeds for the God. first time like I just, I, yeah I, I, that was cute i just at the end of the day it's not like i haven't played mmos but 
I will always complain about gotcha because I I, I refuse to work. Oh, it's a... an unspecified reward. Oh, yeah. I refuse. I would I refuse. say the Genshin gotcha is better than other gotchas I've played. Um, sure. It's fairer than Fate Go. Yeah, it's fairer. It's also fairer than most other gotchas. Right. Um, in the sense that, like, the nice thing is because you're rolling for playable characters. I they know. do they do a like, decent amount of balancing around the characters so right. you can't ever roll something that's bad and will hurt you like i but said i mean it's, it's not exactly fair i played it for 2 hours and then i did, i uninstalled it but by it's the time also my friend who invited me to play i installed it played it for 2 hours and they, when they asked me how is it by the time that question was asked, I had already. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's not for everyone. Yeah. And that's fair. No. And like, I will say the the, the gotcha aspect is fr- can be frustrating and is frustrating. And it's it's mm. like a, a gambling mechanics in games are rough just in general. Um, and they can be a little seedy and a little mm, questionable on the ethics scale. So I Look. don't dis. So and for anyone who was like, I don't want to play a gambling game. I'm like, right. listen, you're valid. Don't that being valid. all of that being said, just bringing it back to earlier in the show. I know what I said about Pokemon cards. <laughs> yep. I know that Pokemon me buying cards are just happy meals. Gotcha for Pokemon cards is essentially a gotcha game. But I'm I'm already on the cusp, as I was saying, of not doing it anymore and just waiting for an opportunity to trade for a thing that I want as opposed to actually participating more into the economy. <laughs> valid. Be- valid, valid. Yeah. I think on that note, it's time to end this episode. So long. Farewell. I'll miss you all. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. Be good. We'll catch you later. Bye.